Production. Recorded live. Well, on the record, I'm Brother Priest. Today is February 20th, 2018, uh, third degree. Um, I'm not able to see the board, so I'm going to have to call off name. Roll call. Um, Brother Shedrick. I'm here, brother. Brother Robert. Come on, brother. I'm here. Wow. Brother Lynn. Slamak. I'm here. Shalom. <clears throat> Brother Kedrick? Shalom, I'm here. Shalom. Brother uh, Hakeem? Shalom. Brother Pisa, I'm here. Shalom, brother. Brother Bernard? Shalom, brother. I'm here. Shalom, nation. Shalom. So, um, I'm trying to travel. I have to I had to come pick up Knucklehead, and um, I have to walk into the Walmart. So, we're going to hear some noise, and. Um, First, I would like to say that Gavin uh, was in Jacksonville, and I connected him with Brother Lynn, Mr. Lynn. Can you share with us um, whatever you can share with us about what took place? (laughs) Well, um, I mean, for the most part, we spoke yesterday, um, and we had a, I guess, pretty lengthy conversation that was sort of all over the place. But um, you know, I just kind of got a, a, a got to know him a little bit better. Um, we hadn't really dealt one on one a lot since I've been in the nation, but um, you know, we just uh, fellowship with one another. Um, Got a little insight on his background and some of the things that he's trying to do, um, some of the moves he's trying to make within the short term. And um, today uh, we ended up meeting uh, for coffee and uh, we continued the conversation. And um, overall, it was just a um, was a really good meet and greet. Is which would have last, lasted a little bit longer because he. You know, he's here taking care of some business and, um, you know, we were doing what we could to kind of coordinate the schedules. But uh, he was leaving an appointment and then I was having to go into an appointment and, um, you know, time had got cut short. But, um, you know, we were able to uh, chop it up today for about a half hour um, before I had to go to a um, another appointment. But. Like I said, overall, um, it was a pretty good meeting. 
and um expecting him back in a in a couple weeks and um we'll just pick up where uh, we left off when he returns and, and continue to build. Now you. Uh did he introduce you to the pastor? Uh no, sir. No, it was just uh you know, just just me and him. He was uh, he was actually leaving an interview and then I had a meeting. He was leaving an interview at like um like eleven, eleven fifteen and it ran over. And then I had a meeting I had to be at at one, so that's what I'm saying. It was, uh, you know, when we we hooked that the day it was kind of condensed. You know, we like I said, we had an opportunity to speak for about 30 minutes, um, but you know, we, we we got through a lot. Um, but you know, like I said, we we definitely are gonna um, hook up when he comes back because I I want to say um, he was supposed to be in Ocala at six today, and that's like three hours away. So I mean he's he, he's a traveling brother, even even more so than me apparently. <laughs> I don't know about that, brother. Nobody travels than you, brother. No, brother, he 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 has family. Um, from what I understand, he has family all throughout the South. So you know he even um, coming here, he was in Alabama. <laughs> Um, uh, with Wetumpka, which is like right outside of Montgomery. So he was in Alabama. <laughs> then he came to Jacksonville. Then he went to to Ocala. I mean, that's a lot of driving. You know, <laughs> I thought I was doing some driving. He he's doing some driving, and then he he's talking about having to go to Alpharetta, which is where I was. So he's all over the place. Okay. All righty then. Um, yeah, well, anyway, there's a pastor there that does uh, real estate that he told me about probably two years ago now or something like that. Yeah, probably two years ago. And um, he was getting property from there, from Jacksonville, and... Um, he put me on the phone with the pastor today and trying to schedule an event for Jacksonville at his church. So um, he caught me off guard with that. Um, I wasn't expecting that, but I mean, he, he went to the, to the pastor's office, called me on the phone. It's like, you, I want to talk to the pastor. I was telling him about, you know, the things that we're doing. And I'm like, well, I can't talk right now. I need to sit up later. Then I find out he's actually in the pastor's office, standing in front of the pastor, talking to him, and he can hear him saying this to me. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm obligated now <laughs> to talk to him. So... I talked to him and um, I um, spoke uh, with Gavin um, to introduce you to him. So um, hopefully that should be sometime soon. We can meet him and uh, 
we can uh, set up Jacksonville. Uh, so earlier today I was on the radio in Austin, Texas, promoting this event in um, in Round Rock. <clears throat> So we can kick off this thing and take this message, grassroots, and this education all across the country and even going over to the United Kingdom. So anybody that wants to go to the United Kingdom with where Chris King is at, um, it's going to be later this year. But, um, you know, we can plan for that. Uh, yeah, we can plan for that. So, um, what was I going to say? My mind is blank. I'm really tired because I got up really early this morning with only three hours of sleep to get ready for this radio interview. And I'm tired. Um, let me see. What were we speaking about last week? Um, Brother Shedrick, what were we speaking about last week? If I can remember, we uh, we were talking about um, true bills and indictments. And um, Okay. Yeah, I remember about the true bills and indictments and uh, nationality, uh, culture, history, identity, pedigree. Uh, all talking about um, uh, teaching and acronym and things like that. Okay. Um, one of the things I want to say is. This thing is really, really divine. So let's go back to some fundamentals, which are true bills. An indictment produces a true bill. An indictment does not mean that you're guilty, but there's enough. Uh, evidence to bring you up on charges. So commercially, the words that are being used, the words such as charges, they are literally charges that are relative to a bill. So if you get a bill, it says, you might ask somebody, well, what am I being charged for? Why are you charging me this? That seems like it's more than what I'm paying for. How much did this cost? Well, you're literally doing the same thing with criminal activities. You're being brought up on charges because there is a financial charge that goes with transgression of the law. The way that we used to pay these transgressions through atonement is commercial transaction. 
we will use animals because animals were a form of currency. We will use other resources. And then, of course, um, you could use time. So time subtracted from you, from your life, is when you go into bond servitude status for a prescribed amount of time. And it would be specific for whatever uh, transgressions would occur. It was no different than it is now, except we were using animals as money and other things like that. So as I'm saying this, excuse the train and all the noise in the background. As I'm saying this, the the uh, point of that was so when you transgress the law, you actually feel it economically. That's what a true bill is about. That's what an indictment is about. And you have to be this thief in the night to go across this planet. This is the real seventh seal being opened. And you, if you really study this thing, nobody is talking about this the way that we are because it is not their charge. Not that we're better and nothing against what they do, but that's not their charge. This is our charge. So we have to be able to educate these people without them even knowing that they're really being educated, actually. They're learning government law and commerce without them even knowing that they're learning it. And what I mean is, like, we did this, um, I just had to use this name, my apologies to this class, but I don't know what happened to the, I guess Facebook deactivated some of the other pages and groups that we made. Um, so I would have to start them over. But anyhow, workshops, Black Biz Nexus workshop, which is the idea of what we were doing before. But look. We produce educational workshops, hands-on training. We're training them about this whole social media thing, um, that type of training. That will help to build an economic base. That could be a national treasury in and of itself because we only use our own businesses to fund their own rides without them realizing it. <laughs> See, the thing about niggas, the more they know, the less they the less they move or are motivated. And I'm strictly talking about niggers. 
not just every Negro, but the ignorant ones, the self-righteous ones, the savage ones among us, even some of the more astute and intelligent ones don't really move until such time as if if they think they know too much, they don't move. The less they know, the quicker they move and the more they move. It's sad. But my point is, we're going to go see the city, state to state, set up multiple events. We already got one scheduled here in Round Rock. The next one is going to be in Houston um, in the month of March, hopefully. Um, yeah, well, that's the goal. Then we're going to go from uh, Houston, Texas to... Um, I guess it would be Jacksonville, Florida, then come up to uh, Savannah and Atlanta, or Atlanta will be a meeting place, then we'll take it in. Uh, we'll go up the East Coast until we go through New York, New Jersey, and what have you. Well, we got to go through the Carolinas um, and all of that. Carolinas, Virginia, New York, New Jersey. New Jersey, New York, or however that is, and take it from there. But I'm saying this because our people are politically um, uneducated. We we largely know nothing at all about government law and commerce, and all of that. So when we were talking in this class, we were doing the Central Manifest, where we were talking about the classification, the A, B, C, and D class. That kind of information is something that we need to all be able to comprehend and be able to educate and share. So... This is the type of uh, information we need to leak out into the public. At the same time, having black businesses support one another, and we bend with our black businesses and um, raise funds that way, which gives the people the opportunity to interact with businesses, business owners, it gives them a chance to have actual hands-on workshops where we're giving education on uh, everything that we can from um, e-commerce to understanding taxation and things like that. And we need to share it. Um, brother, uh, brother Kedrick, what's on your mind? Um, just hoping to participate and be of assistance in helping these events 
come to pass where as we go through as we go through this journey to raise the awareness of our people of um, dumping law and commerce because you are correct we don't have any knowledge or information of it that on a mass scale. I was thinking about that earlier today too. That's one thing that our people really have no consciousness of how to govern themselves and follow the laws, the statutes, and even the moral code, because we are totally just devoid of all of that. But yet and still, that's the one unifying factor that we all need. Now it's just satisfied to be putting in my effort to be a part of it. Are you? Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. Um, Brother Lynn, what are your thoughts? Shalom. Well, I think that it is, um, I think it's a great uh, opportunity, you know, really to to make a difference as far as um, waking up people up to certain truths so that at a minimum they can't say that they have not been put on notice. And I'm I'm just, you know, some things that I think you, you want a positive outcome, but I think um, what's more important is um, just to be obedient and to be diligent with the charge because one of the, one of the things that I see a lot with our people is most of the times they're not consciousness if they're not conscious of what actually um, is controlling their lives um, in a day to day fashion and one of the ways um, in which to you know sort of jump start the psychology to, to bring us back to ourselves is to put these things um, you know in front of the people in a in a very uh, very basic way. Even uh, some individuals that actually have an awareness of government. It seems as though they look forward to actually participating um, as an agent of another government that is actually responsible for. You can say they're they're responsible for oppression, but I mean the the, the ignorance is what. To me, is what the what the real oppression uh, oppression oppression is, or what it stems from. But I think you know just to be able to <clears throat> put some context around the fact that um, you have the ability to actually operate um, within your own uh, governmental capacity uh, as a as an agent for the Most High. Um, in a situation that actually gives you uh, some equity, you know, like people always, uh, you know, talk about justice, 
And to me, you know, I, I'm I'm less of an advocate for justice. I'm more of an advocate for equity and fairness. And when you're not, when you're in a situation where um, you actually consent to somebody else managing your own affairs for you, I mean, you, you, you're never going to be able to achieve equity. <laughs> you never will be able to achieve fairness until such time as um, it becomes a, a, a point of um, priority to uh, go and conduct your own matters on your own behalf. And, you know, this is by far, I think, um, probably one of the the most um, direct attempts at uh, trying to bring our people at least a glimpse of, you know, how things are supposed to be and, and how they can be, um, you know, if we study to show ourselves approved and we actually, you know, stay diligent and um, continue to build. So, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, we've been talking about it for several years. Um, it seems like uh, things are really um, getting ready to manifest this year. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just excited about it. Definitely, um, in just in knowing that, you know, what we bring into um, the people at large um, can can actually be a deliverer, and it's it's funny that we're even talking about this as well because uh, last week um, on Friday I was uh, riding around. I, I had to run some errands, and <clears throat> around the corner from uh, where I live, there was a there was a uh, it was like a school bus that was painted uh, red and white. And on the school bus, there was a whole bunch of scriptures and um, some other things that was basically speaking to the fact that um, Jesus is not the name of the Savior. <laughs> the Savior's name is Yeshua. And so there was a... a a lot of a lot of scripture speaking of that um, in bold letters um, at this busy intersection, and initially when I saw that, I was like, I I, I kind of got excited because, um, you know, when you see uh, that type of, you know, I'll call it marketing, you know, you think, okay, well that must be a, a, a somebody that has some awareness um, behind that. But as I began to um, observe, you know, what was um, written on the bus, you know, all of the, the various scriptures and the points that, uh, you know, that individual or that, that group was actually trying to make, um, I just kind of took a step back and I was like, mm, this is probably somebody that you don't want to engage and the reason I say that is because, you know, making those um, sorts of claims, it, it just really spoke to, I, I guess because, you know, I've been sojourning with, 
the nation for so long. You know, I'm kind of past the arguments about, you know, how to pronounce um, the Christ name and, and all of this. You know, we're on, um, you know, actually going through the mechanics to re-erect um, theocratic government. So when you see people making uh, arguments that um, don't really speak to that in that manner, I just kind of feel like, yeah, um, you know, you're making some idolatrous arguments and, you know, it's probably um, best to move on because, you know, it's probably some, some, some hatefulness behind that. So, you know, I just kind of passed it up. Um, and, you know, the thing is that with uh, what we're um, getting ready to um, embark upon, you know, I, I, I think – and I didn't even know about, you know, this thing with with uh, Brother Gavin and the pastor, but, you know, what we're getting ready to embark upon, um, I think that I think that the audience um, that we're going to encounter is probably going to be a lot more uh, receptive to, um, you know, this approach, you know, as opposed to trying to um, – you know, deal with, with random individuals in a uncontrolled setting and you, you kind of don't know where they're coming from. So um, those are just my thoughts on it, and um, I'll yield on that. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that, brother. That put a lot on my mind, what you were saying. And... Um, you know what? Just just be good to one another. Just love one another. And, and this is what the Christ is trying to tell us. Um, all the commandments are summed up summed up in the two. That's basically what he's saying. Like y'all over here arguing about this law, this statute, this precept. A precept is a law. It ain't that stuff that the Negroes on the streets be saying. It's a law. Um, they try to make it seem like it's matching scriptures or something like that. No, it's a law. Precept is part of law. But it, I mean, later for all that arguing about pronounce it like this and all that nonsense, man, while you're doing that, you're not actually living it. And... and because you're not living it, you're really not teaching it. It's, I have really come to realize Negroes don't really want to learn. They want to be entertained and have a body of information that they can feel like they puffed up about. Brother Montavious, Called me today. Oh, by the way, I've been speaking with Brother um, Nigel, who is not in the nation, like, officially, but I guess he kind of is. But he's in prison, and it's, it's Gavin who initiated that. And I spoke with Brother today, and I believe it was Sunday. Yeah, today and Sunday, and he's in prison, and... um I was laying out the basic concept, you know, of our people being transgressors 
because he asked me why why are we treated this way? Why are people treated so bad in prisons and you know so nasty? I said they're supposed to be treated that way. You're supposed to hate your existence while you're in prison. It's supposed to be a pure hell for you so you can learn what the hell got you in there and what you don't need to be doing anymore. (laughs) So it's a living hell. But anyway, Martavius said to me, Brother Martavius has been with us, I want to say, maybe almost four years, um, somewhere around that. Martavius said, Brother, I apologize. I wasn't in class. And he said, it means a lot to me that you are in class every week, and I feel like it's disrespectful if I'm not there and I don't let somebody know. So he said he wanted to call me personally and let me know. Then he said, he asked me about Antigenaire. How was he doing? I said, brother, he ain't been with us in four years. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then, then he said, well, he was amazed by that. He was like, man, I don't understand that. Like, what what's wrong with these people? Then he said he saw Elias on Facebook or something like that. He's like, what this guy is he's a moor now? I said <laughs> I don't know and to be honest with you, I'm not even concerned about it. Whatever they do when they leave is their business. You know, I could care less. He said, I just don't understand. He's like, How could you this is what Montavious said now. How could you come to this nation and and learn this stuff and then go leave and go to that kind of thing. I said, well, you know, seems to me like that's going the opposite direction, like you're going backwards. He's like, man, you might hear this all the time, but I ain't never leaving this nation. (laughs) 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 Can't nobody convince me to leave this nation. And, um, you know, and that made me think about what we're up against. Like, I I don't want to pick on this, brother, but I want to show how this is relative to what Lynn just said and what I'm saying. Elias, in retrospect, wanted information. He wanted to appear to be a certain way, to do certain things, and appear like he had this type of knowledge. Tobias, same thing. It's information-based. It is not development of character, self-improvement. So I'm saying, I don't give a damn how many scriptures you can quote. You quote all them scriptures and whatever the hell else you do, but you cannot treat your brothers and sisters properly. Now that is a damn shame. A damn shame. So, as the Christ was trying to say, new religion is all summed up into two commandments. 
later for all that arguing point by point, and you niggas can't even act right to even understand all of that. So, Brother Robert, what's on your mind? Excuse me. I think, brother, that uh, uh, the the workshops that you're going to bring from city to city and eventually uh, bringing it overseas and other different places is a very, very good uh, endeavor on the part of the nation. Um, You know, me personally, um, looking at, you know, the social media of the page that we created, I definitely see... um, uh, a problem that uh, a lot of our people uh, have. And uh, I say that because a lot of their posts uh, definitely uh, signify it. Um, now, as far as, like, the people, from what I, my observation, and this is not universal, but a lot of the people that I've been able to, you know, observe, and I actually uh, kind of shared the um, Black Biz Nexus um, workshop on my page. And, um, you know, a few people, I kind of tagged a couple of people because I made a post, the post that, uh, you know, um, you had told us to put on a, the uh, the page in terms of, um, you know, post your business here in the comment section and things of that capacity. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more of people that are on that page that uh, have businesses, but I don't know what it is that um, they just don't, I don't know if they, it's maybe it's just a matter of time um, that uh, they have to get to understand and uh, develop the trust relations between each other. And uh, that's one of our particular um, functions as, uh, the fishers of men or, you know, the nation we have to do is be patient with our people. But uh, it's it's just, um, I, I think that it's a great idea for the people who would show interest in it because there's definitely a problem because I see a lot of the questions that pop up on the feed and they're heavily related to the things that are going to be mentioned in this workshop. So, the problem is, is that I don't know if a lot of people are really wanting of it. And that that is one of the concerns that, you know, I'm looking at in terms of, uh, you know, what, what's the progress, um, what, what the people really want. And, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to, you know, scroll down the feeds and see what's making people tick and, the grievances and things of that capacity to kind of get an understanding and a grasp of the people. Um, but it's like whenever you bring them certain type of solutions and if it's the proper solution, you know, that's the question that the person bringing the solution has to make sure that it's the proper solution. But, uh, you know, when you're bringing these type of things to some of the people, I, I really don't know what the people do want. And that's just based on my observation, man, um, in terms of bringing it. But overall, um, it's, it's an absolutely great idea. I know up in this region, um, I've been connected with a lot of people who would definitely 
Um, appreciate the information um, in terms of everything that that Black Biz Nexus will offer, as well as uh, the documentary that it's going to double into. So overall, I think it's a great idea um, to kind of get the building blocks growing in the people, um, like the brothers had mentioned, and to, you know, get them a fundamental understanding of what's going on and what we espouse and how to, you know, get themselves to truly have the form of life that, I mean, to have life breathed within them that I don't know is, you know, some of them have, like, like you mentioned, brother, like a lot of people have bits and pieces of this, but to really have the fundamental uh, understanding of what it is that, you know, you're bringing, I don't know if they have that per se, but uh, overall, bro, I just think it's a great idea what you're bringing um, and the nation's bringing, you know, just looking over the notes and just everything you just pointed out. I just think that uh, it's a great idea. Now, yeah, brother. Thank you, brother. I'm glad you brought those points up. Um, because let me tell you, when I did it, I got nothing but love responses. And then I kept on um, just making positive comments. Keep it on, keep it on that. Support one another. Love one another. You know. So it was like. It turned out well. Now, Eek did it, and he called me. He said, Brother Priest, I got over 600 businesses that responded on one post. He, He was at 670. He called me earlier today. He was at like six hundred and seventy something. Dang. That was on one post. He had a couple of other ones that had um a lot of a lot, you know. So for that reason the the people people are responding. And if we deal with businesses, um, we got a better a better consciousness. There's a lot of these Negroes sitting on the side, you know, that they're just haters anyway. But anyhow, thank you for sharing that. And um, that's something we have to look out for, which we got to keep that in mind, that there's probably as many haters as they're going to be supportive. So, you know, it's more like the Negro doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he needs. Just a lot of mouth, a lot of hot air, you know, and talking and, and trying to be like they know every damn thing. And they don't. They don't even know what they think they know. Uh, brother Shedrick, so you. Uh, Salam. Thank you, brother. Uh, first, I want to say um, I'm also excited 
about the black business nexus. Um, I think it will definitely give us an opportunity to, to uh, be heard now in such a uh, climate such as this. When I say climate, I mean such a political climate uh, with all of the different things that are going on in the uh, quote-unquote, with Negroes, let me say it that way. With so many things that's going on with Negroes, you know, I think it would be kind of somewhat of a breath, a breath of fresh air to hear a group of people who are positive about commerce go to people and say, hey, well, you know, it's you know, you don't have to look at your your celebrities on TV to be inspired. You can inspire yourself. All you have to do is just understand, you know, business and be confident about it. You know, and other different aspects of life. You know, that's uh, that will give someone who feel you know who feel like, hey, you know, I don't know what to do with my life. You know, to give them a chance to do something with life. You know, even if it's just, you know, getting, you know, the information, being edified, you know, something inspiring them. Um, also, I, I guess I'll uh, say this. I'll say it's two parts. One of the things, I'm glad that you did bring up the whole situation about the way that we treat each other. There's a brother who um, who mentioned that he went to the Black Panther, uh, the Black Panther movie. He said that he was standing behind uh he was standing behind two Hebrews. Actually he was standing behind a group of Hebrews, but it was just this well, couple in particular. He knew they were Hebrews because they had them fringes. And he spoke to the sister first. I think he spoke to the sister first. I, I think he was saying hello and I think the sister might have thought that he wasn't speaking to her or whatever, however the case was. He spoke and no one responded. So then he spoke again, and no one responded. And so he finally said, yo, what's going on? He said, yo, Shalom, my brother. And so the guy turned around and was like, well, Shalom, rude. And he was like, oh, he was like, I saw that you, he said, well, I, uh, I saw that you were Hebrew. You had your fringes on. I just wanted to say, you know, Shalom to you. Oh, well, hello, rude, back to you. And he was like, he said he was caught off guard by it. He said because he, you know, both of them are Hebrews, and you meant to tell me I can't even speak to my brother out in public. And he said that he told the brother, he said, well, you know what, brother, enjoy your movie. It was good seeing you guys. Shalom, shalom. And he said he walked off, but he was uh, kind of confused because here it is that, you can't even speak to your Hebrew brothers, but guess what group it happened? Guess what group of people it happened to be? Take a wild guess. GMS. Nope. GMS. Nope. ISUBK. Nope. Uh, IUIC. IUIC. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said he he didn't he said he never would imagine that they would be so arrogant like that. Which I mean I kind of I mean don't surprise me, you know. But he was he said he was so caught off. He was like, well, he knows some people that are in IUIC that don't act like that. He said not of not all of them act like that. I think it's like the higher up in the organization, the more arrogant they get. He, he said, but that usually does come from the higher on up, so on down. He said, but he was just so hurt because he never 
knew that this is even in the you know Hebrew community that we would treat each other like that. Um, so I just kind of want to throw that out there that that is obviously something we'll have to deal with. We don't have to deal with it, but just know that there will be brothers out there like that. Um, going back to the uh, indictment in Bill and uh, Trueville, I it kind of sparked the curiosity in my mind. We were in class one day on actually Nucleus, and I spoke about uh, the dumb diverses and the Maximus Pontifex and the Intercatera. And uh, I wanted to know from you, brother, would you, uh, since we were talking about commerce, would it be wrong to consider the bull that was created, the Maximus, the Roman, the Romans Pontifex, and the Intercatera, uh, would it be wrong to consider those as bills that are back? Well, let me say it in this way: Would it be wrong to consider those as bills um, in a way that the Roman Catholic Church used to collect in terms of putting uh, uh, infidels in slavery and collecting the possessions in return? Would you would that suffice? If I'm understanding you, because I I can barely understand you on some point. You are you talking about Roman currency being issued to slaves? No. Okay. So you remember when they issued the Roman uh, the uh, Intercatera and the Romanist? Okay, basically the Bill of Discovery. From the Roman Catholic Church, when they uh, in 1492 and 1456 and stuff like that, when they issued the uh, Romanist Pontifex and the Intercatera um, and the uh, and Mac, I think it's the Romanist uh, Pontifex. I think that's what it's called. You remember those three bills or edicts that they created in order uh, would they uh, when you put them together, they were used for the Age of Discovery to uh, go to the Americas and uh, go to West Africa. Now, do you understand what I'm talking about? Not really, because some of your words I can't understand. They kind of distorted. You saying so? Rome put together some edicts. Yes. Okay, and and then what did they do with them? What I was asking. I was asking, would you liken those edicts to a bill? As in, like, uh, you know how, like, when you when we were talking about uh, the true bill, would you liken those to a true bill in some form or fashion? Because what they did with those uh, with that uh, edict was they went to uh, round up the infidels. And they also went to round up property as well. Okay, I heard you say they rounded up infidels. Yes. And uh, when you're saying infidels, do you mean actual lawbreakers or do you mean people? What do you mean when you say infidels? Okay, well, I remember... In the edict, in specific edicts, they were considering uh, the infidels 
to be the non-believers, like the Native Americans uh, will be considered as the infidels, or the people in West Africa will be considered as infidels because they weren't converted to the Christian religion, so to speak. And then they also went into those lands and collected property out of those lands and the property itself. Would you consider that almost kind of like a true, or does it work in the uh, nature of a true bill? I don't know about that one because, first of all, just because they don't believe what you believe doesn't make them infidels in the okay. sense of transgression. Okay. An infidel sense of religion. Okay, so basically, I don't have to know because I don't know uh, which ones you're speaking of specifically. But I, I would say this: if you, if you, um, how can I put this? Uh, if you converted somebody to Christianity and then they break from Christianity, that's an infidel. Okay. Okay, so what it sounded like to me, I don't know if that's the case or not, if these people were originally created, I mean, converted to Christianity, and then they broke away from it, as opposed to just because they don't believe in that but seriously um there has to be evidence of some wrongdoing and breaking of law and basically there's only five laws thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not commit fornication, thou shalt not commit adultery. Really, those are the only real laws on the earth. I'm talking about real laws. That's what's going on in court. You're going to court over one of those five things. You ain't going on the court over nothing else but one of those five things. If it's a traffic ticket, it's thou shalt not lie. If it's a business suing you for breach, it's thou shalt not lie. It you know, that's all you're going to court for. So I would say um, you have to find whether or not these people are breaking actual law um, other than them just being labeled religious, um, conscientious religious uh, objectors. You see what I'm saying? So if they just object to religion... I mean, and that's some pretty savage behavior for them to be labeled infidels unless they're totally traitors. You know, if they're traitors, I can see where they um, have done something against the Roman Catholic Church. Um, Maybe like how they describe Benedict Arnold, but other than that, I can't see that being a true bill unless they have proving something else. I guess they could use it. Well, no, they have to prove something else. Depends on what they call, what they're charging these people with. That's the best I can answer. I couldn't hear everything you were saying. I wish you could, because I think maybe you probably missed some of what I was saying, but 
I got most of what you were saying, and I, I understand what you were saying. The only reason I brought it up is because when – can you hear me, brother? I can hear you now, yeah. Okay. The only reason I brought it up is because when we were talking about it, it made me think about when the uh, Roman Catholic Church eventually ended up – well, let me not even say the Roman Catholic Church because I'm not necessarily sure it was them – I do know that it, you know, when we talk about King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella and them enacting the, the, uh, I guess you could say, carrying out the laws or um, enforcing the laws to go and, you know, uh, inspect these different uh, continents, uh, and then they ended up running into. Oh, well, according to history, they end up running into these Native Americans. And, you know, then you hear about them going over into West Africa. And when I started looking at different things like how they did it and, you know, why they did it, I was just kind of like, oh, well, it almost made me thought about uh uh, some form of bill that was being put in place to go and uh, carry out some type of, uh, I guess you could say, uh, uh, inspection or some type of arrest. Because I know that, you know, in this nation we talk about us being arrested and being transported over here. And then I kind of thought about that same thing happening to the Native Americans and uh uh, most of the uh, uh, the Moorish Jews and then uh, some of the brothers and uh, sisters that was in West Africa. That was the only reason why I brought it up. But I yield. You guys forgive me. It's some cats fighting outside my window. Okay, brother. Um I would try to revisit it. I'll try and revisit it later. What time is it? Oh, it's almost 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, sir? I, I believe the brother is talking about um, the papal bulls that the various popes had written as using um, the justification for going forward and copying um, the different lands about the world. Uh, hold on, because I can't understand. Uh, one moment. I got to put headphones on. One moment. Okay, can you say it again, please? I, I, think, I think what Brother Cedric is talking about is the papal bulls that the various popes wrote wrote throughout the ages to justify their um, the Catholic Church and the Inquisitions and the conquistadors going forth into the world and conquering other lands and peoples. I think what he's trying to say is that uh, were they using those papal bulls as some type of true bill as they went forward into the lands of the, of the world and to conquer different groups of people and enslave them. I think that's what he said. That's exactly what I was saying, brother. 
but you said it. Uh, you 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 simplified it. Thank you, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, I understood that. Um, let me see. All of the things. Well, you said edicts. So, what what years are you talking about? Is it after fourteen ninety two or before fourteen ninety two? Well, wasn't it? Well, from what I understand, I, if I can remember, I think there was one that was written in fourteen fifty. Uh, it was fourteen fifty six, if I can remember. Fourteen fifty six or fourteen fifty. Um, yeah, if, I can remember there was one written in fourteen fifty six, and then there was the one that was written in fourteen ninety two, and then I think the Intercatera was written in fourteen ninety three. I want to say it was written in fourteen ninety three. I'm not looking at necessarily a book, but if I can recall, because I spoke on this with some of the students in the class in Nucleus one time before, and yeah, when we were discussing uh, Truebills, it made me go back to those edicts and uh, those papal bulls. If that's what, uh, like brother um, uh, brother Kedrick had mentioned, and I wanted to know if they if those papal bulls function in the nature of a true bill when they were uh, um, going through various parts of the world during the age of discovery. Okay. Well, it's still kind of relative to what I was saying is it would, if based on um, them being called infidels, right? If it's based on that one subject, well, you know what? Let me go back. There's always something that is going to come before all the other stuff. Right. Mandates, laws, edicts, whatever. There's something that comes before that. And to the best of my knowledge, the Christian, Judeo, the Roman, Christian, Judeo inquest is what allowed them to issue all of the other things after it. So from that perspective, taking away, I'm, I'm not well, let me briefly take away infidel, the idea of infidel. From the inquest perspective, yes, if you issue something after that, it's because the people were found guilty. So once they're found guilty and then you issue something after that, yes, that does operate as a true bill. So I think my confusion was trying to figure out why this is, I guess, why this is going on. And I couldn't hear some of your words, but um, the inquest was an official judgment. That's, well, in history, they it might be the Spanish Inquisition that would be accompanied with it. 
that it's the, uh, the inquisition came from an inquest, which is something that's issued on law. So basically, you go to world court, international court, um, you try these people in the court. If they lose by default or acquiescence, if they don't show up or respond and they lose, then, yeah, they are infidels. They definitely are. And it ain't got nothing to do with religion. It has to do with law. Because you, if you're able to be brought to a world court, it's because whatever country or nation you represent is under global law foreign on the record. So I think that's the best I can answer that. Um, but I would say that there has to be something that precedes all of these things that's designated because that inquest was designated in world court. And that's where they said um, God told us to put these people in slavery. That's manifest destiny. So, and it was, that's as real as it gets because it was accurate. And although they came with this Roman Catholic religion behind it, that's a whole nother issue. But hopefully that's a, that's about all I can say, brother. I don't know if that addressed it or not, but that's the best I can say for now. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, I, I wouldn't even negate that only because of, w- of what we've learned in drives. And me hearing you explain it that way, yeah, I I completely understand it. I just wanted to, you know me. I, when you say certain things, there's certain things, there's like trigger words. And like um, when I hear certain words, and I know you know me by now, if I hear certain words or certain patterns, I I tend to analyze it in my mind and try to figure out uh, without being over, you know, being overly analytical about it, how do these things function uh, together or, or do they function the same? And that was the only reason why I asked, you know. Uh, but when you put it in perspective, I guess you can say in history, yeah, I, I, I understand it. I completely understand it. Yeah, I, I can tell that you do. Um, and you do have... Uh, a different approach to putting things together than what I'm used to. But you know what? You When you put it together, you usually make sense out of it, and I usually understand it. You know, even if I didn't before, even if I've never considered it, most of the time, it's like 100, 400 times that you've done that, it's expanded my understanding, you know. Um, but it's essentially... It's easy to comprehend because there's only a couple of different things that you need to know. Right. Everything else is some derivative of it. So as we were talking about a true bill and the function of it, um, it might be it might have another name. Maybe that's an edict, you know, in another capacity in law. But whatever the case is, um, you recognize something by its function. So strict foreclosure is war. War is strict foreclosure. 
We liken that onto everything that that we experience. So anyhow, um, when we're doing this, we we just need to focus on let he who has ears let him hear. This is essentially what this comes down to. No matter what we do, because you can't please everybody. You shouldn't even be trying to please everybody. Because if you could, you'd be the Almighty Himself. So there's going to be people that are going to see things differently, view things differently, and they might be right or wrong about what they see. But, you know, we still have an obligation. And one thing I know is these business owners in general do not have the same type of mind state as the common everyday religious or so-called conscious Negro. Conscious Negroes very rarely have successful businesses. From what I've seen, I can't think of too many so-called conscious. I can't even think of, I can't even think of one in Detroit so-called conscious Negro that has a successful business. I can my name whole life. I can name one. Who? <laughs> Polite. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh man, he's got a very successful business in Connie, people. I can say that much, but that's, that's just a joke, brother. I would just. I mean, you right. <laughs> He's successful in stealing from Brother Priest. Exactly. Conning the people because some of these Negroes left us and went over to him in 2012. And I found out about it. And they were giving up all the stuff they learned, just like what Elias and Tobiah did, went over there and started following Tyrus Tariq Bay and giving up our secrets to them, which I found out about. And how did I find out about it? It's because some of the stuff we are talking about and we have talked about started leaking. It is leaking right now through followers of Taj Tariq Bay. And I, and, and I knew Taj Tariq Bay before any of these Negroes knew, and I knew exactly how he talked, and I knew exactly what he was teaching. So... What he was teaching now is definitely, listen, do you all know that he's teaching, and I'm saying this from some of the people that I personally know. Do you all know he's teaching now that black is, the word black is okay? (laughs) He was, there was the worst word. Black was the worst word, according to Taj Tariq Bay. Now he's teaching this okay. He's, he started teaching that we're the Moorish Jews. Now, I heard him <laughs> say that. I heard him say that we are those Jews. I heard him say that before I met him. But when he started teaching that we are the Moorish Jews, I know that's a direct reflection of us. Because I don't know how these Negroes live there in New York 
in Philly and never heard of the Moorish Jews. That didn't make any sense to me. And it, they're supposed to be, quote, unquote, more conscious Moors. That didn't make sense to me. So I'm hearing it come through them. And you know what? Count it all as a blessing because that's going to help us all come together. And that's bigger than anything. It's bigger than anything. It's going to bring us unity. But um, that old hateful white man's the devil, Hebrew Israelite doctrine, uh, that stuff has to end. I, there's a bunch of Hebrews that I've met on Facebook that are now on the all-out assault against those ISUPK descendants. Um, they, people are showing, um, what's the guy, Nathaniel Seven from IUIC, um, General Johanna, ISUPK, um, Rakar from GOCC. They're showing them as creating idol gods, creating themselves into idol gods. And they're being exposed for that. Because when you follow this Hebrew faith, you know you have to always be mindful of that. You can't control it, you can't stop it, but you can but you don't you're not supposed to put yourself in that position. And when you all on YouTube trying to get all out in the streets and, and the art, they're, they're making names off of debating <laughs> people on the streets. They're making a name. Now you're telling me that's what the Christ did. No, the people that were debating were the ones that were coming at him. <laughs> so you're those same guys that were debating him back then. Anyway, Akbar, what's on your mind, sir? Shalom, Shalom Nation. Um, you know, it's funny that the brother had brought up Brother Polite. There's a video on YouTube where he was on The Breakfast Club with uh, Meta World Peace, and I was listening to him speak, and uh, I swear, it's was like, man, just listening to you talk. He was talking about uh, government, law, and commerce, and the real estate. And I was like, man, this guy has stole so much information from the nation. But, um, you know, getting on nation business, I just want to first of all say that, brother, I caught your interview today on the radio. That was an excellent video, uh, uh, excellent time just to listen to you on that radio station out there in Texas. So, wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, so I caught that. So my, what I wanted to find out is if we could, if, if all possible, put together audio that we could record and and um and advertise it on Soul Science Radio for, you know, the for uh, for the uh Black Biz Nexus, you know, so that people could listen to um the advertisement on Soul Science Radio. We going from city to city and um, you know, coming to a city near you real soon. So maybe that's something we could put together, you know, in the future. And then um if we could have like some kind of blueprint uh, where like we could, cause I got a friend here that works at a local radio station. I want to sit down with him and explain to him what we doing 
And I got another frat brother that uh, he actually runs the black newspaper here. So I definitely want to promote the event when it comes here. And um, <clears throat> I don't know if the other brothers got a chance to look up the word nexus, but I was, you know, just listening to everything. I'm going to read this definition. A nexus is a connection or a series of connections linking two or more things. So we're trying, and what I what I would like to add to that or suggest is we put on there symposium, which is a conference or meeting to 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 discuss a particular subject, which is you know us discuss discussing uh, businesses businesses that we're trying to uplift our people, how to be uh, self-sufficient as entrepreneurs. And at this uh, symposium, we're going to provide workshops and talk about e-commerce and talk about all those things that you had discussed. So for me, I, sometimes I get a little scattered. So I'm hoping we could put like a, a, a blueprint together so I can just kind of go over it. So by the time when you come here, I'm going to be ready. And uh, I won't um, have to um, get scatterbrained. I know exactly what we're trying to do or the mission that we're trying to accomplish. So I know I'm probably going to need that for myself. I apologize. I'm a little scattered. My consort been sick for a couple of days with this lupus. So we've been uh, trying to get her get her back on track again. But um, I, what I wanted to find out is if we could put on uh, in the Hebrew University like a rough draft blueprint or the plan that we're trying to uh, implement in each in each uh, in each state, and then I guess lastly, uh, when you talked about going over to see Brother Chris, is that something we're gonna do like in July, or August? Because I like to go on that trip with you as well. And uh, if it is in during the summertime, uh, you know I have my passport and I'm, I want to go on that trip with you. And then uh, and then the last thing I want to ask you is: Is Brother Matthew still in the nation, brother? He is not still in the nation. Okay, because I have seen his name on that chain text uh, quite a bit when I called you that one day I was at, at work. Okay, okay, and I and I yield. When, which chain text that you're talking about? There's well, some... remember, remember I, I was telling you about um, that password, the passcode that was being passed around. And I kept seeing his name throughout that uh, throughout that text on my phone because my phone number got linked in with the uh, with the nation. What you know, brother Ramya had, um, put together, I guess, a chain of people in the nation, and they was passing around the passcode to get into the uh, seed of thought. And that's remember I called you that day from school, but I I seen brother Matthew's name in there a couple times, and so that's why I asked that question. Yeah, you know what? Um, that was before we moved over to this new WhatsApp group. So um, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to make that move because I can't, I still can't get into that old group, and I, it was nothing I could do about it. But um, so if he got that passcode, that's okay because uh, that's not one of the ones that we use um, for um, right now the nation that's just something public but um another thing is really and truly i got a lot of love and respect from brother matthew and no hard feelings um he's not with us but 
you know what? He has he's he's going through a lot of issues, man. Um, you know, and I wouldn't doubt that he might try to come back. You know, at some point, but. It's a, yeah, that is a security issue, and I think we got that under control. Um, but yeah, we're good on that. Uh, as far as uh, being August and the summer of going going over there, uh, I hope you said July or August. I, I hope we can do that in that time. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm having a nervous wreck trying to get this thing done for the 28th because. You know, I got all this back work, um, trying to rebuild sites and all that. And so it's really difficult, and I'm kind of um, nervous about the turnout. But I think once I can see what we do here, um, then I can see how we can expand it. As far as um, like a blueprint, um, with Black Biz Nexus, this just happened. Like, I just did a test. So, the things that happened afterwards, when I went into the other Facebook and saw that the stuff was missing, like Facebook removed it, I just threw this in and then just combined all of the things that we had talked about before just on the spur of the moment. So, I'm not sure if I should have did that or not, but, you know, it seems to be working <laughs> like crazy working. It's really working. I'm in contact with one of the generals of the, the Black Panther Party. I'm in contact with him. I'm, I was speaking with him today. Well, I was chatting with him on Facebook today, but I've been in contact with him for several months. And, I spoke with him about this today. So he's on board to help. Um, and what I was saying to him is like, look, right now I basically said our people are in all these different places and we don't even know where you all are. We just see you on TV. I didn't say this part, but I'm thinking we just see you on TV marching or doing stuff like that. And this particular general, General Quincy, he um he's he's a he's in the streets of New Orleans. He's out there in the streets like the Panthers really used to be. So I knew that I could speak with him because we've been exchanging posts for the last six months, right? So it's doing these types of things that we can add. Matter of fact, I wanted to say this last week, but I didn't get a chance. Anybody can, if it's in your city or town, you can come up with an idea or whatever. You can, you can keep it uniform if we stick with Black Biz Nexus or not. I think it's good. I mean, I've gotten I've gotten a couple of people in the nation that have called me this week and said, "Man, the Black Biz Nexus thing is good. That's a that's really 
a seller. EK is one. And um, the thing is, we can do just about anything we want. And what I'm saying is, symposium, great. So let's say we do Black Biz Nexus symposium and a specific topic, whatever that topic is, we can do that. And that way, when people know um, that there's going to be a specific topic, that's fine. Beautiful. But this thing is taking off. It's like it's happening, and it's moving on its own. Because I got a call from Gavin sitting in this pastor's office, and I did not expect that. And then I have to get on the phone, tell the pastor what we're doing, and he's like, look, um, send me an email, have it outlined. I'm going to present it to my church, and we'll, if we all agree, um, we'll, ha- we'll have it. We'll host it here. And, man, if that works out, that's a beautiful thing. So I will do my best to... I'll try and do it on Thursday to see if I can post a, a basic outline. But look, what we want to do, we want to bring businesses together. So when we come to your city, your town, we want black businesses to be vendoring with us. The goal is to have enough vendor vendor money that we can um, fund the promotion, and the venue. Because, all right, let me explain this. I've done this so much. I used to do it in the music industry, but what you do is, you know how when you get one of those postcard flyers and then on one side of the flyer says one thing, on the other side of the flyer says another thing, okay, well, that's, all we're, all we're talking about is co-oping the finances that we need to raise our people simply by doing that. For instance, if you get uh, 10,000 flyers and it's $250, then we, we go to a business and say we want to split the cost. Um, if you pay one twenty five, we'll pay one twenty five. You basically take that same idea of co oping all expenses and you apply that to vendors. Because the vendors want their name out there. The vendors want to be able to sell products. And they have the money to do it. We can finance radio advertising. We can finance television advertising. Some of the stuff we can do for free. So as we're starting, we're going to use all free outlets, which is what I'm doing. I'm using all free outlets, um, except I'm going to I'm running some commercials on the radio. About us putting a, a commercial on the, the uh, Soul Science Radio, I started to do that today, and... Um, I'm actually in the process of completing that probably when we get off the call. 
Um, I made a SoundCloud, Black Biz Nexus SoundCloud. And I took that, I set this up. I had to learn all this this morning. I had to learn how to record the stream from the radio station, from um, the Austin radio station. So and I had to record it in high definition because I knew I was going to keep the interview and then share it. So I had to figure that out. Well, I figured it out, um, and then I opened up a SoundCloud. I tried to put it on TalkShoe, but TalkShoe wasn't working earlier today. So I just put it on SoundCloud. And um, how I think and how we all need to be thinking when it comes to our business, every free outlet, every free social media outlet, whatever your business is, create an account. Just create it. With the nation, what do we do? I, I did the same thing with the nation. Podomatic, TalkShoe, and Blog Talk. Those were the outlets. And we should be doing that. Um, what else did you say? Anything? Did I miss anything, brother? No, you, co- you covered everything. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Um, This is really exciting for me because we got to act right. We got to be pleasant people. We don't want to be like how Shedrick described his Hebrew. We don't want to have those nasty spirits. And just the approach to our people. We can appeal. Matter of fact, I contacted a politician, uh, a Negro who's running for president out of San Antonio. What the heck is his name? I can't remember his name right now. But on Facebook, they had some. Did anybody get that alert on Facebook where they have this meet and greet and contact? Representative, government representatives directly. Did anybody see that? No. Well, at least not me. I don't know about anybody else. Well, they had that on there, and I found uh, followed some people in Michigan, and I found this guy who's running for president out of San Antonio, a Negro running for president out of San Antonio. And I made contact with him. Now, I haven't spoken to him directly yet, but I'm saying, look, we pull all of our people together. We're not pushing this out in the front like, hey, come be a Hebrew. We ain't even got to push it where it's, they're looking at it like it's Hebrews behind it. Because, yeah, we might do our own documentaries, our own videos, and share that the Hebrew message about what your nationality is and all that. We can do that, but we set it up at the right place, at the right time, right venue, and right targeted audience. We can do whatever we want, and we can book these things. We can book them 365 days of the – well, not really, but 
200 and something days out of the year because we don't really want to be doing too much on the Sabbath unless it's um, really the Lord's work. But, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. The vendors co-opt the money and black and businesses. This is what I know about businesses because I've done this so much to where it, it works a hundred for a hundred times. All businesses want to have inexpensive advertising. So when you co-op advertising dollars, your your dollars go further. So whereas you only spend uh, $125 for 10,000 flyers, as opposed to $250, you just save $250. I mean, you just saved $125. Not only that, if you do the whole $250, now you just got yourself on 20,000 flyers. So, Leon, you see what I'm saying? I don't even know who's online, so I'm not logged in. So, anyhow, um, I have on my headphones, you all, so um, hopefully I don't sound too low. Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. So, we co-op everything. Now, once you get to an event, guess what this does? All your vendors are going are gonna to promote. They're going to bring traffic. They're going to have their own clientele. And those vendors, we're, re- we're, really doing a, we're really doing Black Wall Street. This is not, hey, we're recreating Black Wall Street. Forget all of that. We're doing Black Wall Street. And that is a different mentality. You know, a lot of people want to recreate things. Fine, take what they what you what came before you and build upon it. Um, but I'm saying we do this properly, and when you, as an individual, have a business product or services that you are offering at one particular event, I would love to see you make. A thousand to five thousand dollars or more just from the one event. If you don't make it that day of the event or however many days we set things up, we might do two days in a row, we might do three days in a row, or just one day. Whatever we do, I would love to see you make enough money that you could chill for a while just off of that. Not to mention as we're setting up our blogs and our online stores and all of that, it is my hope that that will help. Um, but the businesses love inexpensive advertising. I would rather spend $250 for 20,000 flyers than $250 for um, just 10000 Plus, I know that the other party is going to be promoting just like I am. Is that making sense, Brother Robert? Yes, sir, Brother. Um, sounds like similar to uh, something I think called uh, 
cross promotions uh, where you kind of, uh, you know, you work with the other entity and, uh, you know, you're promoting uh, your, your product services onto their platform while at the same time um, they're promoting yours on the platform. And also you guys are setting up mutual agreements and uh, kind of sort of like partnership agreements to where you guys, uh, you know, negotiate the terms and uh, the uh, potential profits to be received from whatever type of terms that you create. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I definitely see exactly what you're talking about, um, co-opting advertisers. Absolutely. Yeah, cross-promotions. That's a good way to say it. Um, that's Floyd Mayweather. What is this thing called? What is their brand? Is it the money team? Yeah, the money team. Yeah, that's it. TNT. Okay, the money team. I don't know why I thought it was something else. The money team, I guess. No, no. Is it Mayweather Boxing Promotions? Is that what he has? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that and, and yeah, I think both of them he has. Uh, team Money, uh, the Money Team, and, yeah, I think Mayweather Productions. I think that's dealing with uh, uh, the television, uh, the pay-per-view thing. Is that correct? I don't know, but I know this. They did a cross-promotion with the UFC with the Conor McGregor fight, which is why... What did he make? Was it two hundred million at night? I think it was. So he doubled something. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So he doubled what he made from the Pacquiao fight, which the Pacquiao fight was another cross promotion because um, they did because Mayweather was signed to Showtime, and then um, I guess. Um, Pacquiao was backed by HBO, so cross promotion. They showed they showed a fight on HBO and on Showtime, which is the first time that had ever happened. So that's cross promotion, and that's what enabled him to make a hundred million dollars a night. So yeah, but that's the whole thing. And, and look, this part of it is application. All that we've learned over these years, we do, as long as we act right and conduct ourselves fairly in all our business, you're going to run into some people that don't do good business where we just move on from them. But we have an opportunity to really make a strong difference. And I'm telling you, I, me for one, I'm I'm ready to get out here and hit these churches or wherever the hell and preach this beast down. And I don't mean just trying to attack the beast, just telling the truth, freeing these people that are all this mental bondage. They're just bogged down by these religions and misunderstandings and hatred and arrogance and it's time that we be made free and 
who else is really qualified? You like look. I think the Nation of Islam is qualified. I really do. They had the pieces in place, but for some reason, all that they have built is almost for naught. Because look at it. They call the Million Man March. Mr. Falcon calls the Million Man March. Now everybody's like, where's the money from the Million Man March? And he still ain't answered. And it's 18, what, 20 years later almost. 18 years or, no, it's almost 30 years. Whatever. However long it is, he still ain't answered. So the Black Panthers aren't doing it. The more science temple are they're definitely not doing it. Conscious niggas definitely ain't doing it. Ali Muhammad's not doing it. Polite's not doing it. And I'm not saying we're better, but and Hebrews damn sure ain't gonna do this. Cause they all about strictly looking at their right. They're the only Hebrew camp that's teaching the truth. None of these other Hebrew camps are teaching the truth. We're the only ones teaching the truth. And that mentality, even if it was true, even if it was true, that mentality is destructive. It does not unity. unity. It does not. All it does is pump you up above everybody else. So, one moment, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. So anyway, Brother Hakeem, what's on your mind, sir? Um, Brother Hakeem, I know last week you pretty much covered it, but I know last week on Fellowship Line you had asked me to remind you to cover some stuff, but you covered it. The uh, thing that you mentioned about the pastor and that you had was in contact with and speaking with the uh, Black Panther and uh, I said New Orleans kind of remind me of the time that during the past summer where you said you ended up speaking to somehow uh, a gospel singer. Do you remember discussing that with us on the fellowship line? If you do, that's kind of the same Concept, I would say, where you spoke about how everything is falling in place without really trying to do too much. I don't remember the gospel song, but oh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, I remember that. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Yes, but I was uh. That came to my mind. He said, "Not only happening to do too much, it's it's stuff is just falling to place." And I know that's a a great feeling for you. Hopefully, it is. You said that uh, you've been. Uh, what is the, how you put it? Views uh, past couple weeks. You saying that you are ready to hit the. Uh, 
on the the mission and stuff, but I know you say you're you're tired of uh, how you usually say the tired of the Lord beating the Lord's beating. <laughs> the Lord beating my behind for not being out yes. here doing. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. I'm getting a nice little tanning on my behind. Like, you know, you're probably like a year uh, overdue, Mr. Priest. Um, let me spank your behind and get you, you know, some fire and get going. And, you know, I have my private inner turmoils on a regular basis. Um, fighting off the letdown. Um, of our people in the nation that don't handle business. You know, they say one thing and then they do another. Like several people, I booked several people meetings, individual meetings. And about five of them did not show up. And that's not a good feeling. It, it, it's not a good feeling, but, you know, I keep on moving. So thank you for that, brother. Um, everything is falling into place without really putting too much effort in. I am kind of concerned about this event here. I am really concerned. Um, but I want to get it accomplished, and whatever the starting point is, I'll take it from there. I went on Facebook Live also, by the way, Brother Bernard. Um, as Sister told me, Sister Monica was, was saying that, I went into the radio station and went on Facebook Live, and one of the guys didn't want me to show him there was a the sister and the guy, and he didn't want me to show him, so I only skimmed past him. But um, and I was trying to hold the camera, and I didn't realize that I was holding it in the wrong way, so you really couldn't see anything but the wall after a couple of minutes. Excuse me, but I did I did at least try it, and I know that it works. So please let the know the sister know that um. I did as she uh, brought to us to do, so it was very handy information. Yes, sir. Um, I need to pass this over to Brother Robert and Brother Lynn to run this particular uh, class as we convert this into a study group, particularly for um, the next two weeks because um, next week I have the event and I need to spend every moment I can making sure everything is right for that event. So I'm not going to be present. So I'm passing this over officially to Brother Robert and um, Brother Lynn. And then also, for the Fishers of Men, I'm not going to do Fishers of Men for the next two weeks. 
So we won't do any features of men for the next two weeks. So, brother, brother um, Hakeem, what week are we in to this week? Five. Five. Yes, sir. Week five. Hmm. So that would mean the next time we show up will be week eight. Hmm. Brother Priest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just just for clarification, so you're saying that there's no fishers and men tomorrow? That's correct. Okay. Gotcha. Ta-da. Shalom, um, Minister. I wanted because I we were Brother Lynn had brought it up earlier, um, how he had saw on the bus uh about uh the name of uh the real name of Jesus. I meant to bring this up earlier because I wanted to let uh Lynn know that it's funny that he saw that because today while I was getting ready to go to the bank there and I actually saw this. This is the second time I seen this guy. He's an older guy. I don't even know his name, but he's always standing like right. Uh, it's a street in uh, downtown called Broughton Street, and on the corner of where I was is this uh, restaurant called Panera Bread. He's always out there, but I just so happened to see him. Well, he's always out there when I'm getting ready to go downtown, and he has this sign. And on one side of the sign, it says. What is a, he said, the sign says, what is a nigger, what is a cracker, what is a Jew? Nothing in the love of Jesus. Well, nothing in the love of God. And on the other side of it, it says, the name of God is Yahuwah. <laughs> I kid you not. This is the second time I've seen this guy, and every time I would always see him, I would always say, What's up, my brother? And he would always smile at me and say, what's going on, brother? And he would just be waving that little uh, sign around. Interesting. But I'm only bringing this up because Brother Lynn had mentioned that, and I saw this today. And and it's just funny because we're seeing all these different things now. It's like in your face. It's in our face now. And it's nothing we can do to stop it. We just we gotta ride the wave, and I yield. Hello, is anybody there? Well, I think yeah, I was on mute. My bad. Oh. My bad. I thought I fell off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should adjourn fishes and men until we come back from break. Because I don't see the reason just to come back on week eight when that's the last week. So, um, Shedrick, I need to speak with you tomorrow afternoon. Are you available? Yep. All right, I'll try to reach out to you. No problem. And um, 
Wait a minute. Not uh, uh, afternoon. Your time or my time? Oh, uh, your turn. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because you know we're in two different time zones. Uh-huh. Okay. As long as we're on the same page, bro. So, uh, yeah, so I really need to make sure that this event comes off as well as possible. So I definitely need to step away and focus on that. But I will be here on, I'll be on the fellowship line on Thursday. So we can adjourn for for today. Thank you all for being here. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, brother. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.